breast milk science. It's a thing, and it's our thing. We're Byheart. We're an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We make our formula in our own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania using a small batch manufacturing process that works to preserve the integrity of our ingredients. We ran the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in 25 years and clinically proved benefits like easier digestion, less gas, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. We were the first infant formula company to earn the Clean Label Project Purity Award. And while we've put a lot into Byheart, there's a long list of things you won't see on our ingredient list, like no corn syrup, no maltodextrin, no GMO ingredients, no soy, no palm oil. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo, with me. We got Jim Rosati. Jim, we got a Pirates victory. One nothing. They do defeat the White Sox to take this series, which means they've taken two out of three series so far. Six wins on the year, Jim. Yeah. I mean, as a game result goes, um, definitely a win. Um, Oviedo pitched really well. Uh, unfortunately, not the, not the main story coming out of today. So. Unfortunately, yeah. it is not. And we just got even worse news on that situation. Do we want to get into the actual the thing that well, let's, really, let's, really matters out of today or just talk about the game first? Let's talk about what matters. I mean, yeah, so uh, Derek Shelton just said in his post-game interview that uh, O'Neill Cruz has a fractured left ankle. So, um, yeah, so we got to deal with that. We got to talk about that now. Now, I will say this, like without, I mean, obviously he'll be evaluated for more stuff, but um, a fractured ankle isn't probably the worst thing that could happen here. Um, But we'll see what the timetable is. But, you know, typically broken ankles are like a two month type of uh, rehab. But um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the case here, but that's a lot better potentially than if it's an ACL MCL type deal. Yeah. I mean, good, good point there. Yeah. Looking at the injury, it didn't, I mean, I'm actually kind of, I'm not a doctor or anything, but you know, I'm actually shocked it was broken. I mean, it looked like a very bad role the way he got up to, I was really hoping that was it and thinking, okay, maybe it's a, probably a two week turnaround, but with a fractured ankle. Yeah, man, probably thinking six to eight weeks. And like you said, the rehab assignment and such, and, not that you can't come back from a fractured ankle by any means, right? But if you're looking for a breakout season from Ono Cruz, this kind of puts a damper on that. And, you know, partly mm-hmm. in the game, we can even talk in this sense, but, you know, we discussed that we know the powers there, but, you know, is this going to be the year he even adds on to the stolen base thing? Is he a 30 30 type player? And he had his third stolen base of the year today. Like he showed the speed, it's, it's there. Um, 
this is a blow. This is a blow. I mean, obviously, it's not like the Pirates are looking to win a World Series or division or anything this year, but just for the, like the development. So I'm not saying he's going to like hinder his career or anything like that, but you wanted to see progress. You want to see progress from O'Neill Cruz. You're probably missing about two months right now from him. Yeah, I mean that two months at a minimum, I would say. Um, but so so yeah, you talk about like we were hoping for a breakout type of season. You're now looking at O'Neill Cruz is not going to play a hundred games this year, you know, most likely. So that's uh, there goes that breakout season, right? Uh, and now you got to kind of scramble, and other people need to step up. Um, we'll see what what the corresponding move is here. But yeah, no, this is a big blow because in the same game, O'Neill Cruz, he, you you, you mentioned the third stolen base. He had the hardest hit ball of the game at 115.8 miles per hour. Um, he's just, he's looked like a different player, a better player at the plate, just from like an approach standpoint this season. And so this is just, it's a bummer. It's a big bummer. Um, and, and, uh, not something that anyone who watches this team is, uh, is, is happy to see. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's what really stinks about this game it was a good game like it was a great game yeah yesterday with terrible pitching i mean the pitching was superb today you mentioned oviedo big bank money Mereta Mereta comes in holderman bednar i mean this is a great just dominant pitching performance today that you wish you could have talked about and said hey you know when you have actually some decent pitching this is what the pirates can do even when the offense isn't there they can pull out a win and you know cruz goes down for quite some time. Like you said, that's, that's going to be the story right now. And it just really stinks. And you know what, Jim, I blame you because you cause a lot of bad things and it, you know, everything was fine until last night. You're like, Oh my God, did you see zips? They're moving Cruz up to 4.5 win and, and Reynolds and these two, if they can get to 10 wins, it's going to be a 500 team. F round find out. Well, we ain't going to find out now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not taking responsibility for this one. This, is a, no, this has nothing to do with me. I um, think it's th- bad is because of you. <laughs> no, on, I mean, if you want to blame somebody, blame the stupid uh, rules that they have around home plate and catchers nowadays. Like if this, I think if this was 10 years ago, O'Neill Cruz just slides into the base and he's out and, and we move on with our lives. But now there's so much confusion around – is he, is someone blocking the plate or they not blocking the plate? Am I allowed to, do I need to slide here? Do I not need to slide? Like there's, I feel like that, you know, you know we, we'll put that on the back burner, but that's who to blame Donardo, not me. No, you are correct. And let's be honest at six foot seven, he ain't sliding the home plate. <laughs> right. But either way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. So let's kind of pivot this. This is probably more of a, like an NS nine live or Starbucks thing. Maybe we'll just talk on a little bit because I think what's what they're kind of scrambling around now is who's going to play short. This is one that we talked about heading into the season. There's not a whole lot of depth. You know, you want to get Cruz some days off, so who's going to do it? Eh, you know, I'm okay with Bay, Casher. We talked about that. I know you had a little bit of differences, but this is going to be long-term now. So this is something they're going to have to figure out. Who's the, who's the answer for two months at least? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to see what the – what the corresponding move is and then, you know, kind of figure out there there's, there's a couple people who are raking in Indianapolis who are probably, you know, you're, you're, if you're thinking who's, who's the next guy up, it's Tucapita Marcano or 
um, Mark Mathias, I would imagine one of those two guys, um, because they just are, they're, they're, they're playing the best down there. Uh, then they also both have a ton of, not a ton of major league service time, but they both have the experience that someone like Piguero doesn't. Um, and Piguero also, I don't think he's ready for a prolonged stay in, in the major. So, um, so yeah, you're probably looking at Marcano and or Matthias joining the team. Uh, and then it's just a matter of, does somebody grab a hold of that? You're probably going to see a lot more Bay now at second and Castro is short because, and then you'll see whoever gets called up kind of get sprinkled in, in between there, but that's, that's probably the rotation going forward. Yeah, I agree. And to talk about what we discussed last night about bodies, you know, with Connor, Joe and Swinsky, the outfield, I mean, this CSN, it's unfortunate. Everyone talks about, you know, Hey, baseball, you find ways. This is part of it. So easy yeah. decisions. Those guys are getting the game more now. <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah, the, we were going to look to see what Bay and Castro had to do. They're, they're going to get, we're going to have yeah. plenty of looks of them uh, going forward. But just like you said, next man up. And here's the opportunity is now here for them. So it's time to – no more excuses, right? Castro is going to have the opportunity. Bay, Sawinski, you know, Joe, all them we talked about. So we're going to find out some answers on who these, uh, who these young guys are, what maybe they hold in the future. Yep. So. Or we get – We'll, we'll we'll talk late. We'll talk on Starbucks about something. Yeah, we could, we could get real creative here, but we'll talk about that later. Sounds good. But um, how about Johan Oviedo? Right. Let's talk about him. Um, I really want to. I mean, the Pirates only had two hits today, <laughs> um, but pick up the one nothing win. Johan Oviedo was lights out. Um, I don't know if it was the best that we've seen him. I remember he had like a really he had that seven scoreless inning game against the Cubs last year that he mm-hmm. looked really really good in. But this he looked just as good today. Uh, as he as we've seen him uh, six and two thirds scoreless innings gives up five hits no no walks and five strikeouts um, everything was working for him fastball was was good um, that slider he he dotted a few of them in perfect situations um, and just an just an all around excellent excellent start from Johan Oviedo absolutely I you know yeah we can argue it you know I'm not mm-hmm. gonna argue if this is the best starter or not but. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a very, you can't really ask for much more from him than what you got today. So this is partly of why, like, we've been on the fence. Like, is he a reliever? Maybe. But I'm giving him every opportunity to start to find out what he has. And, like, the short stint he's been with the Pirates, you see this from him. Like, he could be a good starter, a dominant starter. I think what we're finding is, like, he just has to have that consistency. Because last game really wasn't it. I think he had mm-hmm. one five walks that game. This game today, I mean, he was crisp. He was commanding everything. I said throwing for strikes. It was uh, – I have the tweet here, but you know, like 60-some pitches out of the 80-some he threw was all for strikes. I mean, he was pounding the zone. 62 strikes out of 89 pitches, yeah. There you Com- go. Throwing strikes all over the place. And the White Sox couldn't hit him. Uh, 18 whiffs by the White Sox. Yes. Today. Yes. The guy was just – Unhittable, obviously, as it showed. I mean, he was really, really good on point. So kudos to him. He had a really, really good start. Again, this is why I'm kind of intrigued by him. Um, but if he can stay consistent. Is, the stuff is exciting. Like, you look at him and you see the stuff, and the stuff is really good. Right. Um, so then it's just, yeah, I mean, you it, it's easy to to fall in love with stuff. And then 
when you see it when it's all working uh it looks really really good so it's just a matter of yeah how do you harness that stuff more consistently how do you command it better and that's really what this year is going to be about for for Oviedo he's going to have that opportunity where he's going to like based off of the injuries that we're seeing and um you know I mean Oviedo is probably going to be in this rotation for the year uh you know unless he just falters miserably um so he's gonna get plenty of opportunities to kind of harness this stuff and today was a great great performance yeah and maybe just as a quick note and update for anyone who's watching maybe didn't hear because we did have the talk last night about vince velasquez mm-hmm. and what may be wrong tweaked his ankle seems like it's not, nothing long term for him probably gonna make yeah. his next start so i only mention that because we're talking about injuries and the depth and you know we've lost jt brubaker vince velasquez probably okay um but right, like, yeah, if Oviedo's doing this, even if it's mixed, I mean, honestly, if you're getting a one good start and one mediocre start from Oviedo, like, I'll take that. If he's going to be, you know, he, he can be a number four or five starter. That's all you really need from him. This is what you'll get. That's fine. But, yeah, I mean, this is, again, like, today's start mm-hmm. shows why Johan Oviedo can be dominant and should be in the rotation to find out what he has. Yes. So great stuff from him. No, I, like I said, he looked, he looked sharp um, and – I mean, this White Sox lineup isn't bad, uh, and no. he, he played real well again. Yeah, very, very, well, very good pitching performance from from Oviedo today. To put out there, because we've been talking about it here and there, more like on, mainly on Twitter, but, you know, Brian Reynolds was like the number one hitter in baseball. Number two, it's been going back and forth, and right now, Lou Bob's number two hitter in baseball, too. So, you know, again, we're talking about this lineup. It's, it's a pretty good lineup, so it's not like he was facing the Reds, like the first series. It's a good lineup he faced, right? All right. So. Moretta comes in. in. Yeah, Oviedo gives up a a base runner in that seventh. He leaves after a strikeout. Uh, Money, Moretta comes in and and closes the door. He gets a strike call on a strike three that was like three inches above the zone. I don't know how he got that call, but. When um, you have the confidence that he does, you get that. (laughs) That's what it is. He just, he just. In his mind, he just made it happen. He was like, "That's going to be strike three. So exactly, um, yeah. And then the look, he's like, "I'm not coming him now." And then coming off the mound, you know, he's he's doing his money sign. The bull, the whole dugout's doing it. You know, it's love the guy. I understand Kutch returned, but and uh, it's not saying he's to like take a Kutch's spot. But is this guy just stolen the hearts of Pittsburgh right now? I think there's definitely going to be a lot of people who really like him. The problem is he's a relief pitcher. So, you know, we'll see him a lot, but it also gives him more opportunities for like to blow up. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how long like this whole thing lasts. This, this is the thing with, uh, with, with the pirates and kind of the way that they're, they're vibing right now. Right. Um, they're playing good baseball. It's easy to, to be having fun and, you know, enjoying the game and, talking about how, you know, and look confident when you're winning baseball games. So, uh, you know, they're not going to win 60, whatever, 66% of their games or whatever like that um, the rest of the year. You know, that's not possible. (laughs) So what happens whenever they start, you know, dropping a few games, playing some tough ball games? Uh, We'll see what happens. But excellent series because, I mean, they bounced back from that poor performance yesterday. Uh, but yeah, a lot of confidence on Moretta, a lot of confidence for the whole, by the whole team right now. For sure. So next man up, 
Horderman comes in. I, mean, I, I want to talk about the pitching because like the offense mm-hmm. was uh, offense didn't do anything today. Wasn't much <laughs> to talk about. Let's Ooh. talk about because we gave him a lot of shit yesterday. If we do want to say one thing about the offense, as far as a positive, um, even though like you look at the box score and you probably don't see it, really uh, a lot better game by uh, Jack Swinsky, his best game of the year yes. probably. Um, yeah. Drew a walk at the end of the game, but he had two really hard hit balls. One of them was with uh, Smith and Jigba on third after that triple that he had, and that was the game's only run. So a, a nice game at the plate for Jack Swinsky. I kind of compare it to like mm-hmm. Cabrian Hayes last night, or even like the day before, or more, I guess, more like last night. Um, yeah. He was getting the ball up in the air, hitting it kind of hard, the warning track power, right? Something you doesn't come up in the box score, but it's nice to see that from Hayes because he went back to like hitting ground balls. Once the yeah. season started, Jack Swinsky having a very, very tough go this year. So, right. It was nice to see him barrel up to draw the walk. Still a zero, you know, batting average, but that's what you want to see. Those will tend to start going for hits if he keeps that up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying this is a turnaround, but this is a, this is a good game for him. Like he shouldn't walk away from this hanging in his head. Yeah. Maybe he's finding that stroke. Let's hope so. Um, because now he, he's going to be another benefactor of playing time too. With Cruz out, yeah. it, it shifts Bay into basically a full-time infielder now. Um, so, you know, Sawinski, Smith and Jigba, Connor Joe, all of them will see more playing time out of this as well. Um, but yeah, let's probably go to Holderman. Up, probably moving up <laughs> in the order too. Just put that yeah, out there too. That's like, that's true. Yeah. yeah, new leadoff hitter coming soon, I guess. Um. Yeah, you mentioned though Colin Holderman coming in, shuts the door in the eighth. He looked good today. He's been looking good his last couple of outings. I the stuff told looks you good. I was excited about him this year, Jim. He uh through through uh the first week and a half of ball games, he's he's a, he's impressed me a little bit. Yeah. The bullpen has his weaknesses, but you're maybe starting you're squinting hard enough, you're you're seeing some people maybe step up. We talked about Moretta, and hopefully mm-hmm. maybe he does, right? Horderman looking pretty solid. Benor, of course, we'll talk to as well, but, I mean, he's just dominant. Um, but, yeah, like you're seeing some pieces here. You're seeing some pieces come along, maybe. Horderman is one of those, and, yeah, he looked he looked great today. And uh, Kenny says here, you know, 3-0 and in one-run games now. You know, what, what allows you to win one-run games is your bullpen. You know, that's yeah. – that's, that's the main difference maker when it comes to to really close games like that is can you shut the door late um you know against the other team and and the bullpen so far has done a great job holding leads uh and like I said Holderman has been a big part of that he's kind of been that default eighth inning guy and he's done he's done well there shout out to your sister in the meme yes yeah she did she, she I, I am gonna ask her how much time it took her though it was good. Yeah. Definitely worth everything of it, yeah. but yeah, and that was like, that was a DNA of what the 2013 Pirates more or less. I mean, they had like some enormous one run leads mm-hmm. that turn into wins. So again, not saying that's what's going to happen this year, but that's the sign of a good bullpen. And uh, so far, so good. David Benor does come in, closes it out, one inning, two strikeouts. Had that blue pit to the left, but you know he didn't have much of a spring. He played in the World Baseball Classics. So he didn't get to really see him like up close and personal with the Pirates. This guy's good. There's nothing to worry about. David Bednar is your closer. Probably going to be an all-star again this year. Just, you know, he puts in the work. It's done. Yeah. Um, fourth fourth David, year, actually. Yeah. David Bednar was not blowing that lead. 
today no. after what happened and he was he, he was not going to allow that that lead to go away so um he comes in he's throwing bbs he's dotting 98 and he, gavin sheets i think got a little dribbler you know a little blooper into left field to to at least get on base but white Sox had no shot he shut the door he's looked really good this season actually too like he's he's looked like prime peak bednar from from before so. his long tenured career <laughs> long tenured career but like when we've seen bednar at his best like yes. this is this like is before the is. dodger series of last year yeah this is bednar at his best yep averaging 96 on the fastball too so there was like a little bit of concern with his you know at velocity at first he's 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 back he's yeah if he ever left more or less, if he ever left, but he's back. I'm fully confident in David Bednar being a premier reliever, a la closer. Um, all right, so yeah, great pitching performance. Hey, there's no gaffes from Shelton to talk about as, as well. Everything just flowed well. He just did what he needed to do. Didn't have to get cute with anything. Um, but I guess we should transition to the offense a little bit here. Like you mentioned, just two hits. Cannon Smith and Jigba's triple let off that created the run that scored and the winning run early on. And then uh, Brian Reynolds continues to hit party. He had a hit as well today. And that was it. So the offense really wasn't there. Yeah. What's I mean, they, take, so? they had some chances, like like the inning that Cruz got hurt, right? It was first and third, nobody out. Cruz walked, stole second, Reynolds singled. So you had first and third, nobody out. Um, and they get nothing out of that. Right. So that's that was a bummer. That was a that was a chance to really kind of put a nail in the coffin in this one, because with the way that the White Sox were were hitting off of uh, Oviedo, like it seemed like if you could have just gotten like two more runs there, then, you know, the game would have been over. Um, but uh, no, that they, they get nothing there. Um but yeah, let's talk about the one run they did score. And like I said, that that goes back to that Smith and Jigba triple. He he jumped on a, a slider, hit it off the wall. Uh, and by the time the ball even came down, like he was hustling around the bases. He was already almost a second base by the time the ball hit the ground. So easy triple for for uh, CSN. And then the hard contact from Swinsky. That that's what you know ended up driving him in. So uh, they they got that one run manufactured, and that was enough. Yep, yep, yep. Eight Ks, four walks for the team. Castro, you didn't appreciate my joke on Twitter, but Castro with another walk, pitch, <laughs> pitch uh, violation induced once again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wish there was a uh, box scores don't have like pitch violations built into them yet. So I kind of want them to add that at some point because I feel like today, I know the broadcast talked about it like ad nauseum at the beginning of the game. But um, I feel like there were like four or so pitch violations today, which right. is more than what you would typically expect. And you mentioned box score, but I, I just feel like this just, I'm not going to say ruins, but it just messes with just stats in general. Like how many walks did someone get because they earned it or they had a pitch violation? Like Cash is a great example of that. There's two walks in back-to-back days he had. Hey, it looks like he... He's patient to play, and he drew walks, which, I mean, he did have three balls on both situations, but mm -hmm. I'm not too confident he would have walked on both of those, especially 
given his last <laughs> full count he had, and he's just watched the pitch go by in the middle. Regardless, it's just, you know, this mm-hmm. is something that you got to deal with now with these pitch violations and people being awarded walks or strikeouts and such. It kind of just got to watch, really watch the game. You can't like box score watch or even like just MLB.com yeah, looking at stats watch. That's true. Like you, you know, there are things that are going to pop up that, that aren't in box scores now. So um, I, I, my guess is that like over the course of an entire season and a larger sample size, they're, they're, the, the minimal effect, the automatic balls will be in, you know, throughout the course of an entire season will first off, they'll be spread out among everybody in the league and they will be so incremental that, you know, non-incremental that you won't notice it. That would be that would be my guess. <laughs> my assumption also. But, but uh, definitely early yeah. on in the season when it's just April 9th and in two mm-hmm. games you've had two. <laughs> right. Cashew's yeah. OBP is looking pretty nice right now. We also saw right. the the first um shift violation that I can remember today yeah. as well. Yeah. Elvis Andrews got called for uh for having his feet in the outfield grass during O'Neill Cruz's last at bat. That led to it was a two-one count, and it was a strike, but they overturned the strike and made it a ball because Andrus was in the outfield, and then there was a ball for to Cruz. So that was another two. So two walks today, aided by some sort of violation, and one one being a shift violation. Yep, no, that's yeah. a good point. I forgot about that actually. Uh, and like you said, I don't, I don't recall, of course we could, could be wrong. I just didn't see it, but like during spring or the game, I don't recall any shift violation. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember. A shift early. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause you think that that would be one where like, it's not a timing thing. It's just, you gotta be standing on the dirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would think that would be an easy one to, to know, but um, yeah, I mean, he was clearly in the outfield too. His foot was in the outfield. Just a uh, mental mishap, apparently. Yeah. But it was beneficial for the Pirates. Yeah. Um. All right. Again, not a whole lot. You know, Hayes over three, but he did draw a walk. Cruz over two drew the walk. And uh, as mentioned, Swinski had the other walk with his hard hits that were outs. But that was it. Offense really wasn't there, but it is what it is. Hey, at any rate, though. Again, just like we talked about last night, you're going to have an offense that does this, right? How you find wins is having the pitching that does it, what they did today. But again, the offense has been very pleasant so far. You know, it has not been an issue. It hasn't been any reasons why there's been like three losses. Like the offense has been there. Today they struggled. It is what it is, but the pitching was there to help them out to go ahead and secure that win. So uh, it was just good to see. No, it was good. Good win. Good series win. Um, they're six and three, you know, after these the first nine games. And if you would have told me that after that red series, I would have said, you'd be crazy. Right. So now, nice, nice turnaround from that opening series. Yeah. And you know, April is a tough month for them. So it's just nice to see them get off to that good start. Also just kind of put this in a sense too. Not that this really, really means too much, but like Brian Reynolds has gone to slow starts Andrew McCutcheon like known as like start off slow so it's good seeing these guys like get off hot right now too just to put that out there mm-hmm. we don't have to yep. give the yeah just give them some time and hopefully work out it's it's nice it's just nice seeing things work out right now yeah 
Not too many uh, built-in excuses. Winning six of nine games is uh, a lot nicer when it's the first nine games than if this was just some random nine games in July. Right. No. Yep. So there's that. I don't think there's much more to talk about. Uh, we'll probably get some more news. And then, right, I think you and I will be hopping on Starbucks tomorrow morning. So that's what we'll probably talk more in depth of the cruise situation and, of course, the whole entire shortstop situation, what they might do. Yes, Kenny, six of nine is nice. So uh, with that said, right. I guess tune in tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that and probably some more. Yeah, definitely. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow morning. So, Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's get out of here then. Appreciate you guys for watching. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks. Mm-hmm.